Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, we have two very special guests, Interview Connections co-owners, Jessica Rhodes and Margie Feldhune. Interview Connections is the first and leading podcast guest booking agency. Jess and Margie are totally amazing entrepreneurs who are profitably scaling their business from seven figures to eight figures. And in addition to nurturing their stellar client community at Interview Connections, they are building a team of all-star A-player employees. Jess and Margie are also hosts of their own podcast, aptly titled Monetize the Mic. In fact, I am a client of Interview Connections and their weekly Monetize the Mic episodes are in my top four weekly podcasts that I prioritize. So when I heard them talk about their Profit First journey on their own podcast, I immediately booked them so they can share their Profit First story with y'all. Welcome to Profit First Nation, Jess and Margie. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. So excited to have you guys here. Tell us, like, who found Profit First first? Well, I found Profit First many years ago and did not implement it at the time. I found it in my first couple of years in business. I listened to um, Mike's audiobook actually, and was like, this is awesome. But I just didn't implement it, I think, primarily because I didn't think that I had enough income coming in to then split it into multiple accounts. So I thought it was really cool and informative, but I just didn't take action on it. And then it wasn't until several years later, uh, just recently, that Margie really, uh, I would say, discovered it and took the initiative to get us using it. So how did you discover it, Margie? Um, That's a great question. I think it was actually so in Legacy Leaders, the mastermind group that we are both in, I was posting to get tips about you know, back-end cash management because I found that in the early days of scaling, especially when we doubled from, you know, four or 500K a year to a million and over, we were scaling so fast and our revenue was growing so fast that we were pretty 
profitable, but it wasn't in a very intentional way. It was kind of almost by accident. And then as we got to this 2.5 million, getting to then, you know, going towards five and 10 million a year, you can't really rely on luck or growing the revenue fast. We really, I saw that we had a gap in our cash management and our financial organization. And it was posting in that community Facebook group that I started getting people saying like, you gotta do profit first, you gotta do profit first. So I read the book, we started, we changed accountants, we started working with a profit first professional from that mastermind, John Briggs. And that was, we were off to the races. We had it implemented within like a month of, of hiring John and reading the book. And that month was really just getting everything set up. And so you do work with a profit first professional and John's, uh, John's been on the podcast. So his firm is Insight Tax. And so why don't you talk a little bit about how you guys got it implemented so quickly and how you worked directly with a profit first professional? Like what were you guys responsible for? What was Insight Tax responsible for in your rapid implementation? Yeah, I I definitely would recommend hiring a profit first professional. Um, It made it so much easier. I I wanted us both to read the book and to know what we were doing, because even if you're outsourcing something to a professional, I think that you should have at least a working knowledge, especially when it comes to financials and, and stuff that's that important. So John helped a lot in terms of analyzing our current business and looking at what was happening with cash you know, right now and what our real revenue number was, which was a new thing for me to learn. I just thought of revenue as top line. So he helped us kind of break down our sort of unique labor costs and real revenue and all of that. So he was really instrumental in those initial percentages and encouraging me to do things like figuring out how much of payroll, you know, what percentage payroll was. So that was coming off the top all the time before we even did the further breakdown. And that really got us started. And then as I started to learn more, I started taking more ownership and making some adjustments, you know, without John, with his blessing, but kind of running with it. And I really appreciated that I was able to do that, that the system is simple enough that for me, the hardest part was just the initial setup and wrapping my brain around what percentages would be appropriate for our business. And then it's been really easy to own. Awesome. So a couple of questions. Did you guys open up any additional accounts in addition to the core five accounts plus your hold accounts? That's a good question. I don't think so. Okay. Do you have a payroll account? Yes. Okay. So that would be an addition. So when you opened those additional accounts, how easy or how hard was it to open those accounts at your existing banks? It was very easy. We have a great relationship with our bank um, and they made it super easy. And with COVID, Previously, we would have had to go into the branch and sign something, but because everything was remote, it was even easier. We were able to digitally sign everything. So I I think I thought it would be a pain to set up all the accounts, but it ended up being very easy. So getting your butt to the bank is step number one of implementing Profit First. And unfortunately, that's where so many people get hung up. So could you repeat, was it hard or was it easy to open these accounts to make profit first start to happen in your organization. Yeah, it was so easy. And the reason I didn't think of our payroll account is that was a a separate account we had actually already had even before profit first. 
Um, but no, it was so easy. And I, I understand like barriers like that (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur and you have a million things to do, why you might put it off. But really, I cannot overemphasize how transformational Profit First has been for our business, for our entire team. For us personally, I was just able to buy my first house and confidently do that because of Profit First. So if you just like hate little tasks like going to the bank, I would really like block off an entire day if you have to, to just like figure it out and go to the bank and do everything you need to do. And it won't take that long, but if having that space will help you not procrastinate, it's truly worth it. I mean, I would, now that I've seen what it can do, I would block off a month in my business to get it implemented if I had to, but you obviously do not have to. And so Jess, you read Profit First or you listened to it on audio um, a few years back and now you've implemented it. Are you glad you waited? Uh, I wish I did it many years ago. <laughs> I am not glad I waited. I'm glad that we eventually did it. But in hindsight, oh boy, it would have been much better to have this in place a long time ago because one of the biggest things that we saw, one of the biggest pain points is that as our revenue was getting higher, we were not taking home more money. Um, and that <laughs> we got to a point where we're like, well, this is exciting, but our take-home income isn't really going up proportionately to our revenue going up. Um, So yes, in hindsight, it would have been much better to implement it years ago and having, you know, had the, and it would have been a great to, you know, enjoy the uh, income rise over the years. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your candor. And, you know, I mean, I obviously set you up for that question, (laughs) but this is why this podcast exists, is to share everyone's profit first journey because, you know, I've traveled with Mike and he'll do his keynote and then I'll often do the workshop afterwards, walking people through the implementation steps and such. And I can't tell you how many times people come up to him and say, oh, I read your book three times, listened to it on an audio twice. This is my third time seeing you keynote. And he's like, great, how's profit first working for you? And they're like, oh, I haven't implemented it yet. I have debt. We're not we're not making any money. We're not really profitable. So I, I'm waiting. And so that is was like my 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 mission here with Profit First Nation is to help everyone out there, um, whether you're just starting out or whether you've been in business for 10 or 20 years, to give you the inspiration, the ideas, and to talk about how to how to remove those obstacles or the the stories in your head that are keeping you from implementing profit first. So thank you so much for your your candor there. And I'm glad that you guys were able to 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 partner and um and implement profit first. So tell us a little bit about owner's pay um and sort of what you guys were doing there and how quickly that changed um with what uh your implementation was with Insight Tax. Yeah, I mean, just the concept of an owner's pay account was very helpful because we were, as we were growing, we were just investing more and more in the business. And like Jess said, our income wasn't growing as fast as the business was growing or at all. We, in fact, we had our biggest year ever and we ended up personally taking a pay cut. So that was like the biggest wake up call, having the owner's pay account I love it because it automates that the owners get compensated more based on the success of the business without you having to like stress out over like, should we pay ourselves more or should we invest somewhere else or should we do this? It's just automated 
So I, I found that really helpful. And one of the things, it's so much more than just money. I mean, people listening to this are interested in finance and profit first, but it's more than just, you know, numbers, the energy of actually being rewarded for your hard work rather than feeling like you're working harder and harder and more and more and making less, knowing that, you know, we're rewarded and compensated makes me more motivated to keep going and innovating and growing. So I think even if you're not money motivated, people don't realize the psychological impact of working more and working harder and making less or the same. So are your quarterly profit distributions higher than they were before Profit First? Yes, because we didn't have quarterly profit distributions (laughs) before. We would just like you know, we would reach out to our accountant and be like, can we take a distribution soon? (laughs) And he'd be like, well, maybe you should probably like pay this down and invest here. And we'd be like, okay. So it was like this thing that was always in the future. Like once we pay down this, we're going to do it. Or once we've invested in these things that we want, then if there's money left over, we'll do it. So we did not have like quarterly distributions. And so very common, like you were just keeping money in the business and reinvesting that money into the business how has that changed now for you guys? Obviously, your expenses um, have probably gone down as a result so that you can have a quarterly profit distribution. Yeah, totally. And honestly, profit first is kind of magic because our expenses went down a little bit, but not a ton. We didn't make like huge cuts because we were pretty lean before. But even though we were lean, except for our payroll expense, which is pretty high, but our other OPEX isn't super high. And yet we had this goal, the savings goal of the amount we wanted in our operating account, and we could never get there. We were just (laughs) stuck at this number. No matter what we did, we always had the same amount in operating and it was nowhere near our goal. And it's been interesting because just by implementing Profit First, not doing anything extreme in terms of like deep cuts with expenses our operating account just keeps growing. It's growing to the point where I have to keep lowering the percentage <laughs> because I'm like, this is more than we need here. So it's it, it's like magic. So when you guys implemented uh, Profit First with John Briggs and Insight Tax, did you guys set your target allocation percentages and then you've been working towards um, adjusting from your quarterly current allocation percentages towards your target allocation percentages? Or were you able to just out of the gate hit your target allocation percentages? We were able to hit them out of the gate um, because, you know, we have a lot of revenue coming in. The business is doing really well and thriving. We didn't have a cash in problem. We had a cash management problem. So we were able to hit our targets basically right away. And then I've been, as I'm looking at the accounts, as we're cutting more operating expenses and, you know, making employees more profitable, I'm in communication with John over, okay, I think I can lower operating or I think I can lower this and put, you know, more of that percentage into profit. And, you know, I I talked about you guys um, having A player employees because I do know that you totally get it about A player employees and having an A player employee Um, saves you money because one A player is equivalent to two or three B and C players. So, um, and you guys focus on making sure that each employee is uh, producing a return on their, their salary. And what are you guys at in terms of that return? 
That's a great question. I I don't know the number for that. I know that our goal is to 4X that, um, and, and that's the number that we're going for. So we work hard on that through generating referrals and renewals and upsells, but I'm not sure what the number is right now. Yeah, we're so the sales team is generating way more than 4X, obviously, yeah. because they're primarily selling. And then we have, you know, our service delivery team working on 4Xing through upsells, renewals, reactivations, and referrals. So that is a big initiative that we have our leadership team focusing on this quarter. They are just obsessed, really the first half of the year, they're just obsessively focusing on getting everyone to 4X. And what's been super helpful is, you know, 4X can feel going from, you know, them not being as profitable to 4Xing can feel like a lot. And we've been able to incentivize the behaviors to get them there with bonuses and and stuff like that, that we wouldn't have been able to do without Profit First because we wouldn't have had the extra cash to invest back in our team to bonus and incentivize the behaviors that are getting them to that 4X goal. And, you know, you called it magic, and it is a sort of magic that's uh, hard to explain. It's like if you just believe in the process and implement the system and just follow it and don't try to hijack it, it does produce this like more cash in your business somehow. And then it does give you that financial freedom and it gives you more runway in your business to really be able to be innovative and grow and like you guys are doing, providing additional incentives to get, you know, your typically or traditionally not heavy revenue producing employees to start actually working towards a 4x return on their salaries, right? Yes. And a lot of that is a cultural shift too. I'm sure that's just piqued everyone's interest. So can you (laughs) share with us a little bit about your cultural development? I know you guys have been working on that a lot. Yeah, I'll chime in a little bit and then hand it off to Jess because she's doing a lot of the leadership within the team. But a big part of it is when you have employees who have never been in sales and they're not interested in sales and you introduce this idea of them generating revenue, it is a bit of a cultural shift of getting them thinking that way, getting them excited about generating revenue in a way that doesn't feel you know, sleazy or salesy to people who don't like sales. So that is a big part of our Forex initiative that we're doing this year is shifting our culture and having our service delivery people who aren't in sales see the possibilities for their income and their personal goals through being profitable. Yeah, it's all about enrolling and inspiring each team member to see that they, to to help them take ownership in the growth of the company and the growth of them, of their income and of their career possibilities. Because, you know, I think that if you work for a big company, a big corporation, you get, you know, your flat salary, you don't really think about how the company gets the money to then pay you. You're just like, I'm doing my job and I'm getting my paycheck. Well, the culture in an entrepreneurial company is not, it can't be that. It has to be everyone is driving the company forward. Everyone is responsible for somehow, you know, whatever your position calls for, producing a return and helping to bring in the revenue and results that allow the company to grow. Um, And that takes education. It takes time to really have people see that because most people have not worked for an entrepreneurial company. They're not used to having a part of their job be 
producing four times their salary through referrals, renewals, upsells, reactivations, and sales. Um, so it's something that we work on, you know, every every day, every week in our business to you know, train our team on why that's important and then the tactics of how they can actually do that. So I think, you know, I mean, again, as a client, I can see a unique and amazing energy in your traditionally non-revenue producing employees, the people who are not in sales, your program managers, your community managers, and, and they just have this this passion to serve mm-hmm. and 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 to really help all of your clients. And so it's like just I think them focusing on that serving is just, you know, they're not having to sell anything. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just making loyal customers because they are so invested in your clients. And you guys really have built a tremendous palpable culture that as a client, I can tell a difference compared to most other service providers or organizations that are structured like yours. So kudos to you guys on that. Do you guys have anything else kind of on the horizon or anything else you'd like to share on the topic of Profit First or culture building or anything in the entrepreneurial space? Well, just to echo what you said about our team really being, um, you know, having that mindset of service, I think a big part of having team members like that is really having them be enrolled in the mission of the company and of what you, of what you're offering. Right. So we talk a lot about how our service and booking people on podcasts changes lives. It transforms lives. And so I think that the key that we've kind of the code that we've cracked with our team is they love their clients and they're passionate about helping their clients get their message out there. And, you know, really quickly, let's just talk a little bit about what Interview Connections does and why podcast interviews work for your clients. Yeah. So Interview Connections, we work with successful entrepreneurs who really feel like the best kept secret in their industry. Um, That's often what people tell us. They have a successful business. They're doing maybe six or seven figures but they've reached a plateau in their ability to grow because they don't have enough visibility. So we get them booked on the right podcasts in their niche so they can get in front of more potential clients and build relationships. And then through our program and through our services, we're also helping them build a network, you know, through connecting our clients with other people that we're booking so they can build, you know, power partnerships and achieve new opportunities in their business. Yeah. I mean, again, as a client, I have networked with some really cool people being part of the Interview Connections client community. And um, you guys have just curated an amazing collection of podcast guests. And it has been so fun to be part of community. community. If people want to learn more about your community, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way to do that would be to go to interviewconnections.com slash group, and that will direct you to our free Facebook group community called Guest Expert Profit Lab. And we have trainings in there every Tuesday at one. We do a free training, and we also host free podcast guesting masterclasses. So we would love to have you in our free group. And you also have Monetize the Mic, which again is one of my top podcasts that I prioritize in my queue each week to listen to each new episode. 
Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like Margie and Jess can testify, there are bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches in this world with the heart of a teacher ready to serve you and your business with their certified profit-first knowledge, skills, and experience. Just visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.